Welcome to the Bike Life Podcast by Warm Showers Foundation, where we will be sharing knowledge, experience, tools, and stories of touring cyclists and hosts from around the world. I'm Tauber Lee, the woman behind the scenes at Warm Showers Foundation, the leading platform for cyclists looking for hosts and to connect with a passionate international community. Find out more by visiting us at warmshowers.org. Now, on to the show. Today's guest is from Maine. He is a math teacher, a math content writer and editor, a writer, an actor, and has written two books, one on hiking the Appalachian Trail and the other on cycling the Greenway. We're going to be discussing all of this and more today. Help me welcome Tucker to the show. Thank you, Taverly. I'm excited that you're here. I was mentioning before before we were recording that I, I really like your name and you have a fascinating story about where your name comes from. Can you share it? Oh, yeah. Uh, it comes from the story Tuck Everlasting, which is a book and a movie that my my mom, I think, in particular enjoyed, liked the I name. I love it. I love it. And you said the story is about the last name of the family is Tuck and they discover a well of water that gives them life everlasting. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, It kind of leads to some complications when I think they meet someone outside of the family that obviously isn't going to live forever. So they have to decide whether they Mm. want this person to share in their wealth of life or not. Mm. Well, fascinating. Thank you for sharing that little tidbit about you. Of course. (laughs) So let's start with, which did you do first? Did you hike the Appalachian Trail or ride the East Coast Greenway? Yeah. So in 2019, I through hiked the Appalachian Trail. So I did that with my brother, actually. We were both at uh, points in our lives where we were able to kind of stop everything and go on this wild adventure. We did do a lot of hiking and adventuring before that, but nothing nothing to any extent like the Appalachian Trail. So I did that in 2019, obviously got that in right before COVID hit and the, the pandemic. But after that, it kind of gave me this different view on life. And, you know, I want to do these, these adventures now uh, as mm. inconvenient as they can be for careers and whatnot. But <laughs> uh, so in 2020, I was planning on doing the East Coast Greenway from Florida to Maine. Uh, I was actually going to do that March 2020. And then the funniest thing happened. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Then you were told to stay home. (laughs) Yes. yes. Time out. A a big official time out. Right. So I took uh, the year and a half after that. I didn't didn't, uh, do the Greenway or anything, but I was able to finally do it in the fall of 2021. I went the opposite way than I was originally planning on. I went from Maine to Florida instead which worked out all right because since I'm from Maine, I was able to, it was pretty easy to get to the starting point. All I had to Mm. do was fly back afterwards. So So how long were you on the Appalachian Trail? So the AT took four months or so uh, from March to July in 2019. Mm. And then the East Coast Greenway took about eight weeks from September to November in 2021. So what were some of the differences between the two for you? I mean, the Appalachian Trail was your first big adventure on your own. And, and four months is, is not a short time for your first <laughs> stint. <No. laughs> um, 
I mean, let's let's start there. What what was that like? First of all, yeah. did you how did you arrange your your schedule and your your you know your your living part of life to be able to do that? Right. Yeah. So I I was kind of as I said at a point in my life where I was ready to do something different. I I had been doing a job that I wasn't feeling fulfilled in and left that job. Uh, spent a couple months preparing for the AT. It really did feel like, you know, I was throwing myself into the fire and I didn't know whether I was going <laughs> to, whether I was going to come out of it a better person or a worse person or like think it's a complete disaster. And, but it was the best decision of my life. Uh, I, as I said, jumped right into the fire and, um, the cool thing about adventures is adventures like the AT or the Greenway is you can't prepare for them in any other way other than just doing them. And mm -hmm. I mean, you can go on like a weekend hike or a, a week long adventure or whatever, but doing the same thing for four months or eight weeks or however long you're out, there's no other way to mentally and physically prepare yourself for that than to actually do it. And so... Once I did it, uh, once I was there, I, I fell in love with this way of living and this uh, way to, to see mm. everything in life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit about how you switched from hiking to cycling. How did, how did that you know, desire take place? Yeah, so uh, I guess getting to the differences between the two. Uh, mm. Once I was done with the AT, I had done a little bit of cycling uh, in the past, but not not too much. But once I was done with the AT, I bought a bicycle, like a new, nice bicycle for the first time in my life and just rode it that summer constantly. Uh, I act at a summer theater and I would bike between uh, where I was living and the theater twice a day, 15 miles each way, you know, going there for rehearsals and performances and coming back at night. And it was just like the time of my life. I uh, had fallen in love with the earth and life and everything on the AT, but buying that bicycle, it kind of showed me uh, how, how much more exploring you can do on a bicycle. You know, you can go a lot further, you can go a lot faster, but not so fast that you miss things. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. So that leads into the differences between the the trail and the greenway. And the greenway, I was able to do a lot quicker and cover more miles every day and everything than the trail, but uh, was able to see just as much, experience things in a different but uh, otherwise great way, wonderful way. Yeah. So for those that have not traveled the East Coast Greenway, can you tell us a little bit more about it? Like, how did you select that and why? Why did, I mean, obviously that's from where you were located, so it was an easy departure place, but, but why that direction and why that trail? Right. Yeah. It is a lot to do with that I'm in Maine. Uh, that was a big part of the AT too, was that if I was, you know, I flew down to Georgia and walked up to Maine. And so it was easy to be coming home. And so the Greenway was also something that it's definitely not as well known as the Appalachian Trail. So something that I kind of just heard about, happened to hear about and started looking into it. It's a relatively new thing. Uh, it goes from Calais, Maine to Key West, Florida. So the 
the border of Maine and Canada to the end of the earth <laughs> is kind of what I thought of Key West as being. But yeah, it was just the fact that they were both in Maine and I was in Maine and it was pretty convenient to get to at least one of the the end points for each one. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So eight weeks you were riding the Greenway. So tell like tell us about the trail itself. What was the structure of the trail and what were some of the challenges that you faced in that particular I mean I, I'm familiar with the trail. We've talked about it on the show, but I, I like to hear it from your perspective because everyone's experience is going to be a little different depending on how far you go, when you go, what time of year, you know, what like what you're riding. So tell us a little bit more about your experience. Right. Yeah. So there are still a lot of improvements to be made on the Greenway, but the good news is those improvements are being made. Uh, the East Coast Greenway Association, I think is what they're called. They're, they're doing a lot of great work in making it a, a, a the best biking route that it can possibly be. That said, it's not the best biking route that it can possibly be yet. Uh, I think it's around 30 to 35% um, bike-only paths. So paths through woods that aren't paved or paved uh, bike paths and stuff like that. But there is that other, you know, 65 to 70% that is right on the roads. And there's long stretches that are on the roads. A lot of roads are are good. They are uh, bike friendly and you either have uh, enough of a shoulder that it's, you know, not too dangerous or the traffic is low enough that it's not too dangerous. But there are some stretches where you have the the bad combination of low shoulders and heavy traffic and curves. There's a there's a long stretch in South Carolina that I I hope is their main priority, the uh, Greenway Association's main priority in rerouting the Greenway because it was it was pretty dangerous. Uh, I think it went from around the Myrtle Beach area, maybe a little bit after that, to Savannah. Georgia. Uh, I was on Highway 17, which is, I, I say the words now and it just makes me shiver. <laughs> I can tell I, physically for those that are watching us on YouTube, they're going to be like, oh, <laughs> yes, that was a rough stretch for him. <laughs> yes, it was. I did have a pretty uh, interesting experience on Highway 17. Uh, kind of a, a funny story, uh, tragic story in some ways, but I tried to get around it by biking at night uh, because that's when traffic was a little bit <laughs> a little bit lighter. I had lights on all over my body and my bike and everything so I could I, I think you can actually be seen better at night if you have everything that you need and of course with less traffic uh, it's really I, I enjoy biking at night sometimes but so I between Charleston and Beaufort, South Carolina, I might be pronouncing that second uh, city wrong, but between that is like 60 or 70 miles of the the worst conditions on Highway 17. And so I had this plan to uh, get up at one in the morning and bike from then mm. to dawn, basically. And I did. I uh, got up, I made myself five or six peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and uh, got ready for the road ahead and kind of... I, I really enjoyed myself for those early morning hours. And then, so this is like 2,300 miles or so into the Greenway out, out of 3,000. So I got I got pretty far without a flat tire. <laughs> I got a flat mm. tire like right at dawn. 
after doing like 60 miles, a little bit less than 60 miles to Beaufort, I was right on the outskirts of Beaufort. I was planning on stopping there and having at least a little bit of a break and then keeping, keeping on, but got a, got a flat and I had this issue with my tires where I was fine with fixing the flat. I, you know, could patch it up and everything, but I just had such a hard time getting the tire back over the rim. And I tried and tried. I was right there on the side of a road next to an old abandoned garage for an hour and a half or two hours trying to get the uh, tire back over the rim and couldn't do it. So I had to, I had to hitch into town, get, a, uh, get my tire put back on and everything. And then when I left that bike shop, I didn't even get another mile and I got another flat. Two <laughs> uh, uh-huh. flats within like a mile of riding after 2,300 miles of, of no flats. And they weren't related to each other or anything. It was two completely different, different things that punctured Wow. Them. That's like Whatever. a, that's like a sign, like a signal, take a break. It was. <laughs> You're not riding anymore right now. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely was. And yeah, I, I went back to the bike shop. I was close enough that I could just go back to the bike shop and said, hey, dude, you can't imagine what just happened. He, the, the guy told me, hey, don't buy any lottery tickets today. You'll lose all your money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, today wasn't, that wasn't the day to buy a lottery ticket. Yeah, interesting. No. <laughs> interesting. Today's episode is brought to you by bikeflights.com, the leading bicycle shipping service and bike box supplier for cyclists. You'll enjoy low costs, excellent service, and on-time delivery with every shipment. And you get preferred handling for your high-value bikes, wheels, and gear. As a brand built around a love for the outdoors, they are committed to reducing environmental impact, and every bike flight's shipment is carbon neutral. Join the nearly 1 million cyclists who have used bike flights to ship their bikes, wheels, and gear with confidence since 2009, and see how easy it is to book, manage, and track all of your shipments. Visit bikeflights.com forward slash warm showers today for more information and to book your shipment. Now back to the show. Um, tell us about the pizza shop experience. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this one was in a, a better stretch of roads in Virginia. I loved Virginia. A uh, mm. lot of really nice, quaint little towns and old country roads and stuff. I, I really enjoyed it. So I came into one of these towns, I think it's pronounced Occoquan. And a lot of times I would go into a town, if I was hungry, I wouldn't necessarily, you know, sometimes I'd look up, you know, I'd Google places to eat around uh, the town. But in some places, I didn't like doing that. I would let my stomach choose the way, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. happened upon this uh, pizza place called uh uh, I can't remember the name of it right now. It was some baseball pun and I like baseball. So I was like, this is, you know, I, I choose the signs. <laughs> and so I went in and there's film crews and there's like a couple cameras there, a guy in a business suit who has, looks like he has no business being in a pizza place. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm starting to order food and everything. And the guy tells me, Hey, uh, you want to be in the, in our recording? And I said, what do you, what do you mean? I'm no, I'm just here to get a pizza. And he's like, yeah, that's okay. Like get your pizza. You know, we have custard too. You can get some of that too. We're just recording for a commercial right now. And if you want to be in it, go ahead. And I was like, "Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I'm all dirty and everything. I probably haven't showered in a couple of days. I've got my, (laughs) my dirty biking gear and my backpack and everything. 
they didn't mind at all. They said, "Hey, we'll give you we'll give you free pizza if you're in the commercial for us." And we're like, "Oh, I, yeah, I'm not going to say no to a free pizza." Uh, I don't eat meat. They offered me one with oysters on it, I, so I had to say no to that. But uh, I said yes to the custard. And so, in the commercial, I can't remember what it's called on YouTube. Something about uh, Akaquan third base pizza or something pizza. Uh, and you can look in the commercial, there's this, you know, beat, uh, dirty <laughs> uh, biker eating custard in there who just happened to pass by. That's amazing. Did they send you the link after? Like, did you stay in touch to know that the commercial had been mm-hmm. produced? Or how did you find that after? Oh, well, I I just searched for it myself months later. I think it took a while for it to be posted, you know, all of the editing or whatever they had to do. And so I kept going back and searching for it. And at a certain point, I remember thinking, yeah, maybe I won't be able to find it. But I did find it one day. I I found it published and was, you know, looking very diligently at the video to see, oh, there I am, there I am. (laughs) You you should send us the link and let us put that link in the show notes because that's just too amazing. Yeah, yeah, I can do that. Um, So I'll I'll send the link. I'm the one in the, I've got a blue t-shirt on. I've got a blue hat with a sloth on it. And I've got uh, neon yellow socks. So I, <laughs> I stand send, out. <laughs> yeah, send it to us. We will definitely put it the link in the show notes. I'd be very curious to see that. That's an amazing story. Yeah. So, so tell us at what point along the journey did you find out about warm showers? Like how did you become involved in, in the community? Right. Yeah. I wish that I had uh, done warm showers much earlier than I did. So in the Northeast and especially in Maine, I had a lot of friends and family that I could stay with. And so, you know, I I didn't want to stay with someone every night. I tented probably three out of four of all of the uh, nights on the Greenway. But of course, every once in a while, you want to stay in a place where you can have a shower and a nice meal and everything. And uh, a lot of times I would uh, find friends and family in the area to to get that done. But once I got closer to the South, I was running out of friends and family. I didn't have those options left and still wanted to, you know, not spend a whole bunch of money on uh, motels or Airbnbs or anything. So uh, it was around, I think it was Richmond, Virginia, that I got my first warm showers. And I might've tried, I might've tried before that, but it didn't work out. Uh, and that was fine. I know that it doesn't always work out, but this one in uh, Richmond did work out and they were a, a sweet young couple with a dog and a cat. And I immediately was like, oh, there's nothing There's nothing to worry about here. This is all, mm. you know, it's built around people that are, are good people, good natured people. I don't think anybody would do this if they're a bad person. And so mm-hmm. that first experience, I was like, oh, good, good people. I want to be around good people. And I actually didn't do warm showers for a bit after that, but then near the end of my journey, um, I remember it was in the Miami area. I was looking ahead at the weather and it looked like I was going to be going right through Miami and the Keys and all of Southern Florida during a storm. And I, I was always getting a little worried about storms. I've heard about bad thunderstorms and stuff down there. And of course, hurricanes and stuff. And so I wanted to play it safe. I uh, reached out to a few people on warm showers in the Miami area and they were spaced out enough that I was kind of like, maybe I could go to one, then the other and the other. And that's exactly how it worked out. The 
weather actually didn't end up being as much of an issue as I thought it would be. It was more of sporadic showers for three or four days rather than like downpouring. But it was still really helpful to, especially to avoid getting my tent wet at night because I hate, you know, you hate packing up a wet tent and biking with all of that extra weight and everything. Mm. So I was able to work out that I stayed for three consecutive nights at three different warm showers in the mm. Southern Florida area. And it was just so, it was so crazy because they were all such different experiences. The first night, uh, it was with a couple of nudists, <laughs> which I guess is actually pretty <laughs> common in uh, in Florida. And they were very upfront about it at uh, you know on their profile. And when I was first messaging them and everything, they were like, okay, just so you know, we are nudists and you don't have to be <laughs> a nudist yourself, but just know that we are. And, you know, I'm, I'm pretty open-minded. I'm like, that's okay. Like, it's fine. I, I got there and they had a couple other guests at the time and neither of them were <laughs> nudists. It was just, you know, uh, kind of, it, it was, it was cool because they were just the type of people that you'd expect, uh, warm showers. You know, they're, they're good people. They just want to help out They're mm. You know, they cooked a nice meal. They had a nice place to sleep for me and everything. But <laughs> of course, you know, you see a little bit more than uh, you thought you would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you definitely see nudity, right? You see nudity. Yes. When we're not, yep. A lot of us are not accustomed to see, you know, to seeing other nude people like that aren't, <laughs> no. aren't closely uh, familiar with us. Right. right. It was definitely, yeah. a, it was a new experience for me. But the thing with doing an adventure like this is you kind of take every day with, mm. uh, you know, that sense of adventure of like, let's see what today brings. <laughs> mm-hmm. So... The next day I stayed at um, a church. I stayed like in the backyard of a church and didn't even meet the guy that was hosting me. He just kind of gave me the directions. He's like, hey, uh, here's here's where you're going to be and here's your uh, bathroom that you can access and, and everything. It was, you know, all set up for me and I didn't have to uh, go through anything more than just show up at this church and camp in the backyard. There were peacocks on the roof of the church, which I thought was pretty interesting. Sadly, there were also some stray cats around that had like feathers uh, mm, mm. like on the ground. So I think the peacocks were on the roof for a reason. <laughs> ah, right. <laughs> so that was obviously completely different from the nudists. And then the the final day, the the day before I actually finished the Greenway, uh, I stayed in Key Largo with this. Uh, I I want to lovingly describe them as a family of hippies. They they were, mm. you know, the type of free love uh, hippie people. They had a painted uh, bust that they go on adventures with and and mm-hmm. everything. It was a, a couple of parents and three kids that were all. It, it was nice to see everybody kind of on the same page in the family of like mm. th- their their way of life. You know, I, I get there and I, um, I there's like an outdoor shower with a beer fridge in it. And I'm like, I'm not going to argue with this. <laughs> Amazing. And, uh, so keep going, keep going. No, no, I was just going to wrap it all up and say, yeah. you know, how much different those experiences were, but they were all uh, indicative of warm showers and being able to, you know, rely on the good of humanity. Mm. Yeah, well, we're happy to have you a part of the community. And and I know that 
experiencing a lot of this for you for these first times is probably just the tip of the iceberg. I suspect that in several years from now, you and I could redo this and there will be many more adventures coming your way. And do you have any plans for the next adventure, the next tour? Uh, I, I get this question all the time. I do have to save up a little bit more money and, um, you know, I'm, I'm in the process of like looking for a more, uh, permanent place to to live when I'm not doing the adventures. So once mm-hmm. I've got that settled and once I've got, you know, enough uh enough saved up, I definitely want to do more adventures. Uh I am not sure if my next one would be hiking or biking. There's, you know, pros and cons to each one and I uh really enjoyed both of them. I have uh heard a lot and read a lot about the El Camino Mm. Uh, El Camino de Santiago or whatever it's mm-hmm. called in Spain. Yeah. Uh, definitely want to do that someday. Of course, with the AT on my list already, everybody asks if I'm going to triple crown, do the PCT and the CDT as well. And mm-hmm. so maybe they're mm-hmm. on the list. There's the, you know, a lot of people go uh, east to west or west to east across the United States. And uh, there's a bunch of different ways to do that from what I've looked into. And that would be that would be exciting or... You know, I've done the East Coast. I maybe I want to go to the West Coast next. I don't know. the The future is open. I I definitely think there's more adventures to be made. Yes, I agree, and I I look forward to following you on your journey. And we will link in the show notes how people can find your book and any social media that you've provided us that we can let people know how to follow you along. And of course, the video link to the commercial. <laughs> we'll put yes, that in the show notes Yes, I will provide all too. of those links. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much, Tucker. You know, we, we appreciate you taking the time to share your story. We know that, you know, it's, it's powerful for all of us. Our journeys are so unique along the way that hearing from you and, and your excitement and the ways that you're, you're tasting adventure, a different way of life in between living, in between living, whereas although maybe... The adventures will become the way of living, possibly, right? That's that, that would be a dream scenario for sure. That's the dream. <laughs> that's the dream. Yes. Well, thank you again, Tucker. And we will be back with everyone soon. Thank you for joining us. And we hope you enjoyed the show as much as we enjoyed making it. Wherever you are listening, please leave us a rating and a review as it helps us reach more cyclists and hosts around the world. Visit us at warmshowers.org to become a part of our community or on Instagram at warmshowers underscore org. If you would like to be a guest on the show or submit a question, please make sure to email us at podcast at warmshowers.org.